Good morning, everybody. This is Mercury, a broadcast of hope on WEHG, and it is day 352 since coming back on the air. I'm Agnes Drew, joined by Max O'Brien and our very special guest and my girl crush, Anna Thomas. Hey, y'all. It's good to be here. Dr. Clark is out conducting research again, but she'll be back tomorrow. As promised, we will continue our series of survival tips-based broadcasts with our good friend, Anna. Anna is head of a traveling troop of messengers spreading news and tips between different communities on how to survive. In short, she's a badass and my horse galloping queen. Forever may she reign. Is she going to do this every time I'm here? Yep. What do you have for us today, Anna? I want to go over the rule of threes, and if we have time, maybe go in depth with a couple of them so the listeners have a greater understanding on how to survive in the outdoors. With the zombies, while they are a threat, I remain optimistic that all of us will learn how to avoid, kill, and use them to ensure our survival. However, learning to live out in the wild or just without our modern conveniences is going to take a lot longer and could be more dangerous if we don't take advantage of some basic survival knowledge. With that being said, are any of you familiar with the rule of threes? No. The rule of threes is a common way of remembering how long a human can last without a particular survival necessity. Uh, Three minutes without oxygen, three hours in a harsh environment, three days without water, and three weeks without food. The rule of threes is also a good way of prioritizing one's basic needs. First, you need air to breathe, a normal body temperature, then water, and lastly, food. How can our listeners make sure they have access to their hierarchy of needs? Sure. Uh, Number one, someone in your community or group needs to know how to perform the Heimlich Maneuver, which is a technique for helping a choking victim dislodge food from their throat. More important than that is CPR. I've always wondered what CPR stands for. Cardiopulmonary resuscitation. If someone in your community already knows how to do this, share that information. Don't be stingy. The goal should be for every man, woman, and child above the age of nine years old to know how to perform CPR. Is there any way you can describe those emergency procedures for our audience? Mm, It's a little difficult given that we are audio only, but I can give it a shot. So check if the person is responsive. Maybe ask them in a loud voice, hey, are you okay? Um, If they are not responsive, start chest compression. You want to make sure that you place the heel of your hand, that is the meaty part of your hand, on the center of the person's chest. Then lay your other hand directly on top of your first hand, lacing your fingers together. With your arms as straight as a board, push as hard as you can, as fast as you can, compressing at least two inches, no less than 100 times per minute. Well, if I'm not mistaken, isn't there a mouth-to-mouth part of CPR? Yeah, there is. Basically, after the chest compressions, you blow into the person's body two breaths until their chest rises. Before the fall, hands-only CPR was more of what was being taught in CPR courses. But listen, ultimately... Any CPR is better than allowing someone to die that could have been saved. Next, identify those in your group who has respiratory issues, i.e. asthma. The next time you make a run, check out the pharmacy for any leftover inhalers. Oh, I remember reading in a home remedies book that massaging um, warm, I think it's a geranium, no, Mustard. Mustard oil can provide relief and um, improve lung function during an asthma attack. Good point, Agnes. Uh, Hey, I have an idea. 
maybe you should host a broadcast dedicated to home remedies. Listeners, if you're aware of some home remedies, send us your best recipes, tricks, or treatments, and we'll share them. I do want to talk a little bit about the second tenet of the rule of threes. Maintaining good body temperature is a crucial component to surviving, especially since many of us live with little to no electricity, meaning no AC for when it's hot or heater when it starts to cool down. Your first layer of shelter is your clothing. Hit up those big box stores and check for clothing that is windproof and waterproof, particularly jackets and shoes. This will allow you to maintain your body heat in the wintertime, which helps to avoid hypothermia. I can't even think about the winter with this agonizing heat. Ah, never forget, winter is coming. Not another Game of Thrones reference. Listen, I will always be pissed that the world ended before the last season aired. Darn zombies. You still have the books. It's not the same. It's just not the same. Plus, there were supposed to be two more, and those never got published either. Give me a break, Agnes. So, any other questions before the both of you drive me crazy? Sorry, Anna. Oh, what about when you're out there in the wilderness, in between communities? How do you look for the right place to build shelter at night? Three words. Dry, dry, dry. The ultimate goal is to stay dry. When you are wet, your body temperature drops. So I always try to build my shelter on higher ground. If it is cold, I try to choose a place sheltered by trees and shrubs. But whatever you do, don't build in valleys, ditches, or ravines. The cold air settles there in the evening and will wreak havoc on your body temperature. And what about the bears? (laughs) Compared to the unpredictability of zombies, bears are a lot less dangerous. That doesn't mean they are harmless or they won't attack. As long as you don't present a threat to their cubs or to their food, then you are probably fairly safe. I've learned to stay out of their way, and they will stay out of yours. Grizzly bears have been known to attack without provocation, but I don't think they are native to this area, so you should be okay. Look for fresh tracks. Make noises as you travel. Bears will rather run before they attack, but when they do, you will know. They charge with a roar, jaws open, ready to fight. And my only suggestion to you at that point is to fight with everything you got. Don't be shy, and for Christ's sakes, don't climb a tree. They're good at that, too. (laughs) Well, I think we're out of time, Anna. It's been an educational and edifying as always. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank y'all for having me. Next time I'll get into the particulars of finding water and food sources in the wilderness. Signing off, this is Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew with Max O'Brien and Anna Thomas reminding you to take care of each other.